Welcome to the most energetic, positive, happy, and healthy podcast in the world. Living the dream. Dream stands for diet, rest, exercise, attitude, and meaning. I'm your host, certified health coach, motivational speaker, sober since July of 2016, American Ninja Warrior competitor, two-time world record holder, and ultra-marathoner, Matt Scaletti. Here we go! Welcome back, everybody, to the Living the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scaletti, and I have a very special guest with me today. I have Lauren Byhofer, and did I pronounce your last name correctly? You got it right. All right. This is Lauren Byhofer, and she's an ultra marathon runner. She's an adventure junkie. She is a biochemist turned fitness coach. I can't wait to learn more about that and a mom to three amazing boys. And she's passionate about health and fitness, outdoor activities, and the adoption and orphan care, which I'm very excited to get into as well. Welcome to the show, Lauren. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. And you know what? This is going to air a little bit later, but today is Lauren's birthday. So wish her a happy virtual (laughs) birthday today. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. What better way to spend your birthday than on the Live in the Dream podcast, right? (laughs) Well, you know what? Let's dive right into it. I am so curious. I know a little bit about you, but I'm excited to learn more and our audience is definitely pumped. So we know what you do now, but how about a little bit of your background before we get into the ultra running, et cetera? Like, were you always into fitness? Were you always a runner? What was it like growing up? Yeah. So I'm one of those people who I w- I was not a runner growing up. I thought running was dumb. You couldn't make me run. I was the one in PE class. So I was like, oh man, we have to run a mile today. Uh, not a runner at all. And uh, I was always active and, and fit and loved the outdoors, but not a runner. And so I don't think I found or fell in love with running till I was in my thirties and already had two kids um, so I came to running later in life. And so, no, I wasn't a runner. Um, I did the college thing and then threw myself into grad school and then had some kids before I found running and specifically like trail and ultra. Uh, so I kind of entered it kind of the cliche way, like, Hey, I should, you know, I'm like in my thirties, I'm not as active anymore. I should really get in shape and, you know, Hey, running's free, right? And uh, sign up for a 5K, you know, kind of like the entryway drug. Uh, you sign up for a 5K and then you keep going. And <laughs> before you know it, you're running 100 miles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's abnormal. My running story is I, I, I wasn't a runner, found it in my 30s, fell in love, and, and here I am. So I love that. And I love that for so many reasons. The first one is it's never too late, right? You're... You're right. in your mid to late 30s, you're in your 40s, you're in your 50s. I mean, yep. there's always, a, now is the time to get started if you want to get into anything regarding physical activity. But I got to ask you, Lauren, was it a 5K that you did and then it was like, boom, you were in love or did it take a while to get into it? Oh, that's a good question. So I, I did my first 5K. And in fact, I remember the first time I ran like four miles without stopping and then I ran a 5K and I was like, 
wow, this doesn't really, you know, this doesn't suck so bad. Like it's not (laughs) horrible, you know? (laughs) And it really wasn't until I kind of combined running with my love of the outdoors and, and hit the trail that I knew I was in love. So like the first couple of times, you know, when I first started training and I I saw myself getting fitter and I was like, oh, I I ran a 5K. I did a half marathon. You know, it was a big deal and it was, it was awesome. Uh, But it wasn't until I, I did like my first little trail run. um, It was like eight miles at a state park uh, that I truly fell in love because it was kind of like merging, you know, the fitness side, the running side with the things I really like, which is the outdoors. So it took a little bit of time, you know, by the end of the year. When I first started running, I'd kind of found my way to the trail and was like, yeah, this is, this is it. I like it. Still wasn't sold on distance, like, you know, 5K on the trail, good. Maybe a half marathon. Uh, But then, you know, over time, you get stronger and you love it even more and you want to spend more time out there. And uh, yeah, it just kind of (laughs) snowballs, I guess. No, I love it. I love how... You just say, or maybe just a little light half marathon, and I'm sitting here thinking 13.1 miles to most people is eternity, and Lauren's out there, psh, a little light oh, half remember, marathon. Oh, that's funny you say that, because I I was on a run the other day, and I was thinking back to my first half marathon, and man, yeah, it's long. Like, 13 miles is long. Like, I know that I've, I've done longer distances, but that is still no joke, um, especially when you're starting out. Like, that's that's a lot of running. So it's funny how things turn relative once you <laughs> you just keep doing it all the time. Yeah, it's so true, and and I love. I feel like there's a big takeaway in here that you're alluding to, which is do what you love, right? Like some people like trail running, some people hate trail running, some people love That's the it. treadmill, some hate the treadmill. So it just seems like you're playing to your strengths of what you love doing, and it's making you fall in love with it even more, right? Oh, absolutely, and that's what I always encourage other people to do. I don't want everybody to be a trail or ultra runner because I know not everybody loves that. Like I just want people to find things that they love as much, whatever it might be. You know, some people are really into swimming or CrossFit or biking or hiking, you know, whatever it is, when you love it, it kind of, it just becomes a part of your life, you know, part of your lifestyle. And that's my hope for other people. Not that they become a crazy trail and ultra runner so much, but if they find something they just really love to do, yeah. Well said. I think that is so, so cool. And you said when you started getting into running, and I, I guess I'm curious because I know you do a lot of coaching now. Did you get into the running first? I mean, clearly you're in incredibly great shape. And was, did you get into running first and then did nutrition and diet become a part of that? Or how have you married the two in your lifestyle? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, I think when I started, it was just like, I just need to move, you know, my body and kind of be active. And so it started just for that exclusively. And then once I got into it and saw what my body was capable of, and also was like, oh, I'm so tired now, or oh, I need to work on this. It kind of opened that door to like, well, okay, how else can I be healthy? Oh, I need to look at like, Hey, I need to build some muscle, you know, um, or, oh, I need to probably fuel my body better, you know, like on a daily basis um, and, and learn how to, to eat, to run, but also just to eat, to feel healthy all the time. So it really wasn't until after I started running that those things felt really important. 
uh, for my everyday life. And so it did kind of open the door and, and led me down that path for sure. Yeah, that's well said. And, and I'm, I'm a similar way. I mean, I was 50 pounds overweight and it was just like, once you start moving, it just, it just seems like the next step is, okay, I need to figure out what I'm eating. And it just, it like snowballs yeah. on top of each other. It seems like your story is similar. And, and then you just, I'm assuming you, like some people have asked me, how long will you keep doing this for? And I, I'm 38 and I feel great. So do you just feel like you just feel so good? Why would you go back to, you know, eating unhealthy or just not moving your body? Oh, absolutely. I tell people all the time, like I am in this for life. Like I'm going to be 99 years old, like run, running, maybe hiking, climbing up a mountain. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm in it for life. Uh, and so, yeah, I would, I would never go back. I'm now today 41 and I've never felt better, felt stronger, happier. There's no age where it's too late because I hope to be doing this forever. Yeah, for sure. 41 is the new 21 <laughs> right here. Oh yeah. You look like you're about 22. I mean, it's working. <laughs> Whatever you're doing is working. So it's running. Yes. <laughs> So what's, what motivates you daily? Like, are you somebody that wakes up and you're just ready to attack life? Or do you, I, I guess the question is this idea of motiva motivation and habit. And is it more of a habit where you just wake up and get after it? Or do you need to sort of hype yourself up each morning to get you into it? That's a good question. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of both. Like some days, I, like anybody else, you feel really motivated and, and excited to jump up and whether it's I have to get on the treadmill or I get to go chill run. I mean, and there are some days where I'm like, I don't want to, uh, you know, like I don't want to move. I don't want to do anything. And so that's kind of when that discipline or habit takes over. Uh, I think when you make it a part of your lifestyle and it becomes a habit, it, it's a combination of discipline, but it's also a part of your routine, your your daily living routine, which makes it easier because I'm definitely not always motivated. And I don't think anyone really is. Um, we all have days where we just don't want to do stuff for whatever reason. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's, you know, you need the motivation to get started and to, to stay excited about things. But definitely, I think discipline and then just things being a habit in your life are major players, like for just staying active, whatever it is you do. I love how you answered that. Like the discipline is is huge, right? I mean, that's a that's that's everything and staying consistent in this healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I love how you and I, I would admit it as well. There's like every day you're not going to feel like rocky and like you're going to conquer the world there's some days you don't sleep well or you just don't feel good but i'm assuming on those days you wake up and you're just you're not sick but you just don't feel motivated you still get yourself outside or you do your workout no matter what definitely i mean unless there's like a physical reason and i give myself days you know uh like, okay, if I'm really not feeling it, I've got a lot going on, sure, one day. But it, it is an overall habit and discipline where, you know, this is, a, this is my life, a part of my life. And so, you know, it's not something I'm just going to stop because I don't feel like doing it. Because I know, hey, one of these days I'm going to wake up really motivated uh, and I don't want to lose my fitness because then, you know, you have to start over. Um, and so it's kind of having that as like, this is, I'll, I'll add this in. This kind of answers it. There's a book by Scott Jurek where he runs the 
the fastest known time on the Appalachian Trail. And to get through some of it, he's like, this is who I am and this is what I do. And I love that line because it kind of applies here. Like even on the days where I might not be feeling it, I have to remember this is who I am and this is what I do. And it does kind of help motivate me if I'm not feeling motivated. I really love that line. So I use that and I think it applies. That's an, (laughs) I just wrote that down. That's an amazing line. This is who I am and this is what I do. And if you identify as somebody that's an overcomer, even if you're feeling, wow, you're still going to get out there and do it, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good line. I'm glad you shared that. Mm -hmm. So with 2022 in full effect, are, are you a big goal setter? And what goal or goals do you have for 2022 that you feel like sharing? Yeah, I I am a goal setter. Um, I try to keep them flexible so that like if there's a goal I didn't hit, it's not a big deal. Uh, And so I I try to stay flexible, but I do have some goals. This year was supposed to be the year where I focused just on a lot of self-supported outdoor ultras. Um, And I I still am, but I have thrown a race in (laughs) a couple of races. I said I wasn't going to race as much this year, but I did. I lied. (laughs) Now, t- tell the audience, for those that don't know, what is a self-supported ultra? What does that mean? Usually, it involves myself or maybe a running buddy. And uh, basically, so I'll give you an example. Uh, a couple of years back, we decided to run 70 plus miles of the Appalachian Trail that traverses the Smoky Mountains National Park. It's kind of this, this thing that people do, and it's, it's unofficial. And you tried to do it in 24 hours. So my buddy and I loaded up all of our food, water filtration, and hit the mountains to do this self-supported, you know, there's no aid stations. There's no, nobody cheering you on. Just you and your pack and you on foot with a map and some water filters. Uh, and you, you're running an ultra distance. So meaning over 26 miles, but you're doing it on your own, you know. Uh, and so, you know, you might have a friend meet you halfway to give you a sandwich or something like that, but you know, most of it's self-supported. So I I really like that. It's kind of like backpacking, but faster. Uh, and so I really love the self-supported stuff. Um, I just think it's so fun. And so I really, this was the year that I was like, I'm going to do more self-supported stuff on the trail. And I am, and I've got some plans and some goals to do some trails in the Southeast where I, where I live in Tennessee. So around the area, but my big goal coming up is I decided to sign up for another hundred miler in April. Uh, <laughs> wow. It's going to be, Oh, that's great. Where, where is it? And what's the distance? So we know the distance hundred miles. So where is that one? And what's the date? This one's actually close by, which is what tempted me. It is the first weekend in April. It's called rim runner. It's just only the second year. It's a new race. I actually like, running new races for some reason it's kind of my thing uh it's its second year and it's in tennessee eastern towards eastern tennessee in the suwanee area on the cumberland plateau kind of area um so nice scenery so i am training right now to run hopefully get my second 100 mile finish done in april we'll see (laughs) oh that's so exciting so i was gonna wait to throw this out there but since you just said it i need to ask you now how can people follow along? I know you're active on Instagram. Is that the best way for people to follow? Oh, sure. I post most of my running stuff on, on Instagram. Uh, and that's Lauren Runs Wild. Uh, and yeah, I like to kind of keep up with my running and fitness journey over there. 
Lauren runs wild and I'll tag that in the show notes as well. That's awesome. You're fun to follow. And she has some very inspiring and entertaining videos and content on there, which I got a big kick out of. I don't want to ruin any surprises, but check her out. She's fun to follow on there. Um, what's the, what's the toughest, and maybe it's the event that you were just describing, but what's the toughest event that you've done to date and what got you through whatever that event was? Ooh, yeah. I mean, like there's several really difficult ones, but I I think you got it right. That self-supported one through the Smoky Mountains. I mean, it's pretty tough terrain and you're on your own. That was tough. Uh, There's bears, you know, we encountered bears (laughs) uh, during the night. And so that one was mentally tough. It was physically tough, obviously, but it was also very, very mentally tough. Um, and, and that was one where there was lots of highs and lows people who, who do races probably know what I'm talking about. You know, when you're on trail or road or whatever you're doing for so long, you know, you have lots of emotions tied up with, with exerting yourself. Um, and so there are lots of highs and lows and, and out there, it was just kind of the same thing. You know, this is who I am and and this is what I got to do. Uh, to finish this because in the moment it's painful it's hard you just want to stop and sleep (laughs) on the side of the trail and so it is it's really difficult and so I think I like to I like to tell people even when I coach like you can never outperform your identity so what you think about yourself like who you are and your core values that that's who you'll be when you know if you remind yourself well what am I what am I doing this for why am I out here Uh, You know, you may have moments of doubt and moments where you just want to quit. But I think if you keep in mind the big picture, like, oh, I I do this because it feeds my soul or it makes me happy and a better mom when I go home. And, you know, I think if you remember like who you are and why you're doing it in the first place, it can really help to get you through the real low spots when you just want to quit. I have interviewed a lot of people and this is nothing against any of the other ones. That might have been the best (laughs) comment and quote, you can never outperform your identity. I love that. That's such a good line. Yeah. And it's so true, you know, and I think until I discovered that I had a lot of trouble because when things get low and it's hard and everything hurts and your, you know, your primal brain's taking over because your body's tired. Yeah. You just, you just want to stop. And, and, and that's probably true for people in their fitness routine. Maybe they're not seeing results or they're like tired of it. Like everybody wants to quit at some point, whatever it is you're doing. And so I think if you like can find that inner, like, who am I? That is what you use to kind of keep going. Yeah. I love, I seriously think that is so, so, so good. I hope you use that with your coaching clients too, because you yeah. got me, you got me amped up thinking about that line. <laughs> that is good. And you, you mentioned being a mom and uh-huh. I think that's a great transition because I'm so curious to ask you this and I'm sure for the parents that are listening in, how uh, I'm sure they're wondering, like I am, how do you balance? You're a mom of three. You mm-hmm. you have a business that's rocking and rolling, and you clearly do some intense endurance running. How do you balance it? And you must be insanely organized and oh. slightly crazy as your shirt. For those of you that are just listening, her shirt says "ultra crazy." It ultra crazy. I. <laughs> A little bit of crazy involved in it. Um, you know, I'd like to tell you I'm really organized, but that would be a lie. Uh, so, <laughs> Me either. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's 
if it wasn't something I loved so much, there's no way I could do it. Um, and so that's what I kind of tell people. That's why you have to do what you love because you'll find a way to do it. Uh, it's hard. It is so hard being a mom. You know, I have two of them are teenagers now. One's a little younger, a little bit easier, obviously easier than when they're babies and toddlers, but it is a balancing act. It really is. I will never be podium, you know, like for, you're not going to see me winning races. I'm, I'm don't have the time to put in that kind of effort, but I do have the time. I can make the time to be able to complete the things I love. It may mean some years, you know, like I remember in years past, I couldn't run as much. There was no hundred milers or anything like that. I didn't have the time to train and that's okay. It was just, you know, that's a season in life. And so it really is a balancing act. And if it's something you truly love, you know, you can, you can find ways to make it work. It looks crazy to everybody else. I tell people, like, it looks crazy, you know, waking up at 4am to run looks crazy to other people or, you know, late night on the treadmill, whatever that looks crazy. But because I love the goal so much and what I do, those, you know, moments of craziness to me are worth it. It's a trade-off. And so, um, I feel like if there's something you really love and it's hard to, to work out in your life, like you, you can make a plan. It's just going to be really hard. Or maybe this is not the season for it and you kind of have to, you know, make do with what you can do. In the meantime, with the big goal being like, okay, you know, three years from now, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, so it's a, it's a total balancing act. And some days I get it right and some days I don't. Uh, sometimes I, that means going into races, maybe not trained how I wish I could have trained, but that's okay. Cause I'm still out there doing what I love. And I know that, Hey, I did the, the best I can. Um, and so, yeah, it's just like, it's a give and take. It's a constant changing and balancing and, and trade-offs. Um, and it, it's always changing. Like it's, it's not ever the same because, you know, kids change and their schedules change and, <laughs> how they need me changes. Um, so I think if you're just open to that and you're open to, you know, not necessarily having a plan set in stone, you can make it work. You can do it. Well said. And thank you for your honesty and transparency. I, I read a book a couple of weeks ago and it was a mom who wrote it and I'm not a parent and I'll definitely never be a mom, but it was so interesting to hear, the balancing act that she was doing. And you seem very similar. And how important to you, and maybe give the listeners a little insight on how you do this. How important is it, Lauren, to have you time where maybe wherever you carve out in your day, time for you? And how do you communicate that with your kids when it's like mom's going on a mm-hmm. six mile run? Or like, how, how do you, how does that communicate it? Yeah. Um, and I, that's, you know, there's, there's two sides. Cause I think all, most moms, I'll say most moms probably feel any amount of guilt anytime they do something for themselves, whether it's running or whatever, uh, it, that's always there. And so I think you just have to get past it. And my kids very much know that running's a part of my life and being outdoors, uh, they are there in it. Like they get to come to races and be a part of it. So I think they understand like, Oh, mom does things to make her healthy and happy. And she wants us to do the same. And so I kind of see it as setting an example, um, you know, whether or not they want to be like a crazy ultra runner doesn't matter to me. I just, yeah, just kind of setting that example. Like they know that mommy sometimes goes and runs and we get to hang out with daddy and play. Um, and so it's just kind of part of their routine. 
and they're kind of involved in that. Sometimes I'll be like, hey, I was thinking this weekend I'm going to do a long run and you and dad are going to go do this. And so, you know, it's, it's kind of a family thing. Everybody's on board with it. And I think I forgot the other part of your question. I just started rambling on. <laughs> no, no, that was a great answer because I love how you said you set the example. And I'm sure you may have a couple ultra runners in the future because they're around mom so much. Um, <laughs> no, but I was just asking how important you time is for oh, yeah. to carve out. Oh man, it's so important. And I and I think that's really was my first motivator to not just get in shape, but was like to have me time. Um I was kind of in a place in my life where uh I had stepped back from my career I was in and I didn't really have me time. And so I think it's so important. I know for me when I come back home after whether it's a training run or a race or an event, I am such a better version of me. I've had time to mentally work out problems in my head while I'm on the trail. I've had moments to see, pers- get perspective on issues and problems and floating around in my head. It just gives me that like decompression time, just that me time. And when I come home, I'm a better mom, better wife, better whatever. I just, um, I think it's so important that a lot of people are missing out on that. Not just the fitness part, but kind of like, that decompression, me time, mentally working through problems, getting some physical activity. For me, it's, it's, it's just vital. I got to have it. Yeah. And I love how you said, I mean, it's, it's partially for you, but it also the whole family benefits because you're, you're raising your level of, like you said, being a wife, a mom, a friend, I'm sure it's spills over into many other areas of your life, which I think is so true and just great to hear that. So yeah. you, you do, we talked about you doing coaching and can you tell the listeners who you coach and sort of what programs you have? And if somebody's listening, going, I need to start getting my butt in shape and they want to reach out, can they do it? Because a lot of my audience is in Pittsburgh. Do you do virtual as well? I do. I do. And so um, years ago, I, I coached online and in person. Um, and and I've, I've kind of balanced. I used to be in, in scientific research and teaching. And so I, I kind of transitioned to coaching. And then um, I set it aside. I was teaching these last couple of years, then p- pandemic hit. So I'm just now getting back into coaching and I'm so excited. And so People that I, I'm really excited to help are other women kind of in similar life situations. Maybe they're midlife and beyond. Maybe they've got kids. Maybe they've never worked out at all. Maybe they're a runner. You know, any anywhere on the spectrum, I really enjoy helping people kind of dial in nutrition. I'm certified in uh, nutrition and health and wellness. But my favorite people to work with are people who are like, I just I just want to live healthier. Where do I start? Um, and so I like to add movement, like to what can we do to fuel you better? Uh, not fads, not diets. What can we do to, you know, just create a healthier life overall? Um, but I also love to help women get started in running or if they're running, kind of dial in, like, how can I be a better runner? How can I juggle it with my kids? Um, so those are those are typically the kinds of clients and women I coach, um, just kind of others in similar life situations. Yeah. I love that because you can relate to a lot of that yourself and I'm sure that helps Mm -hmm. uh, coaching others as well. Now, is that, is the coaching, because I was doing my, my research and I know that you have a brand and I love the name of it and it's (laughs) making me smile, which is called 
and I think I'm getting this right. Misfit uh-huh. Mountain Athletics. That's is that right. is that the coaching brand or this is is that, that something is different? I've, I've kind of rebranded um, after, you know, I coached previous the last few years and then I kind of stopped and took a step back and decided like, who, who do I want to help in the future? How, what do I want it to look like? And so I picked misfit mountains because I've always felt like a misfit. Um, I feel like, you know, people look at me like I'm crazy because I'm doing these ultras, but I tell people all the time, you don't have to go be a crazy ultra runner. You don't have to be crazy to live well and to live healthily and be fit and active and eat right. And so sometimes I do, I feel like, you know, people look at me like, this is just crazy, but I, I like to think outside the box. I like to live outside of the box. Um, and I want to help other people do the same. So then I came up with this idea of like, okay, what if I make fitness and nutrition not look like all the fads and diets that everybody knows really well, but what if we can make it a lifestyle, you know, that makes us misfits. Um, and so that's kind of <laughs> where that came from. I love it. I was just talking to a friend yesterday. We were saying how normal is boring. And I have a feeling <laughs> Lauren is never going to be boring in her life. And oh. I love that. I just, I, I love that you just seem like, you know, who you are at your core mm-hmm. and you're living that life to the best of your ability. And I think that authenticity I'm sure the listeners are feeling it too, but I can feel it through the Zoom call. It's just so obvious to me. So I appreciate you sharing Misfit Mountain Athletics. And before I ask you these final three questions, which we end all the interviews with, okay. I, I just think it's so important to say to the listeners that keep in mind, this woman that I'm talking to is doing her second 100-mile ultra marathon <laughs> next month. It'll be next month once this airs. And she yep. started with one mile with two miles with a 5k yeah. and look what it's turned into. And you, you just, I think the point is you never know unless you give it a shot and just you've, you've basically changed your entire life because you started with one mile, right? That's absolutely true. I mean, I can, I remember the moment people ask me what like my most, you know, exciting or wonderful moment in running has been. And it was the moment I ran four miles without stopping for the first time at my little local park. And I remember I still, it's the greatest day ever. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's such a good, how, and how many years ago was that four miles? Do you remember? Oh my goodness. That was now that's been probably eight or nine years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. And look how things, I mean, it's just amazing to see what's changed in your life for the, yep. in the positive way, in a big positive way. That is yeah. so, so cool. So just start wherever you are in your journey, just start and reach out to Lauren if you need some guidance for sure. Uh, are you ready for the final three questions? I'm ready. All right, here we go. What are you most grateful for in any area of life? It doesn't have to be fitness. It could be anything. Yeah, my three kids. I love them. I love being their mom. So totally grateful for them. <laughs> I, I don't think that answer is surprising to any of us. Uh, I love that answer. Three boys. Um, mm-hmm. What's the biggest obstacle you have overcome in your life? Ooh, the biggest obstacle I've ever overcome. Um, it, it's kind of a, a maybe sounds a little off the wall, but I, I have a son, a son, my oldest son who was adopted when he was four, who has significant special needs and kind of growing into the mom that he needed was a really difficult journey. And that was my biggest obstacle I've ever overcome for sure. Wow. Thanks for sharing that story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's powerful right there. Um, okay. So the last question is tomorrow morning you wake up 
and you are going to have the perfect day you've ever had in your life. What is going to happen? What is the perfect day in Lauren's world? Oh my goodness. Probably waking up, eating breakfast with my kids and my husband, and then them sending me off on a beautiful trail run. (laughs) And then we meet up for dinner and go see a movie. That would be like a perfect day. Yeah. I love it. It's it's the combination of fitness and family, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is so cool. I appreciate you hopping on Lauren and full disclosure, because I want to be on the record saying this. We struggled with the audio for about 15 minutes and it was completely my fault. I was, I thought it was on Lauren's end. I screwed up and she was patient enough to hang in there. So thanks for dealing with my craziness over here. No problem. All right. Well, thank you again, Lauren. Just real quick for those that missed it. How, what's the best way to connect with you? If they want coaching, they want to reach out, give us the best ways. Yeah, yeah. Come, uh, come find me on Instagram. My personal account is Lauren Runs Wild, and uh, you can also check out my other Instagram page. Just just getting started. It's Misfit Mountain Athletics. Awesome. So check her out on Instagram. You are just you're an awesome athlete and mom and human being, and I can't thank you enough for coming on. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. We'll see you, listeners and viewers, next week. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Living the Dream with Matt Scaletti. I'm so grateful for you. Please share this podcast on your social media so others can benefit from this valuable content. Also, please subscribe to my podcast because if you aren't, I am watching you. (laughs) Check me out on social media and message me if you need me as your keynote speaker at Matt Scaletti on social media. I respond to all messages. Thanks and I love you so much.